It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. All right, y'all, what's going on? Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Well, happy Thanksgiving. If you listen to this, obviously, on Thanksgiving. This Thanksgiving special centers around ensuring, ensuring that you know how to keep people coming back. And I said like a Thanksgiving plate. You know how you're at the family house and you keep circling, keep going back, asking for aunt so-and-so mac and cheese and granny, somebody baked chicken like that. And this episode features my boy Frankie. He's straight out of Chicago, podcast host, writer, spoken um, spoken word, all that good stuff. And he gives his tips on how his company shows you how to keep customers coming back. All right. It's a skill that's needed for any entrepreneur, any business. And he, he talks about combining business strategies with creativity because like he says in episode most uh, business people actually aren't the most creative. So we talk about that. We talked about just a whole bunch of different stuff in that realm and just ultimately how to keep people coming back. And of course you can tie that into just how does this play in the creativity? How does this play into just overall the state of the world now? So sit back, relax and enjoy. fail to recognize that we are a brand, right? Every individual is a brand and what we do, who we associate ourselves with, the conversations that we have ultimately is shaping this brand or this identity of who we are as an individual. You have to choose joy. You have to choose peace, right? People think, I tell people all the time, they're like, I want my, I want peace. I want peace. I'm like, listen, you have to understand peace is a choice. Peace is not the absence of war. Peace is not the absence of troubles. Peace is knowing all will be well in the midst of it. I'm back and it's up, PSA. I'm too flick to take off all my shit at TSA.
What's going on? Okay, so um, this is my first time. You know, we're doing a lot of different stuff towards the end of the season this year. I told y'all 6A before the uh, podcast album, basically. I told you 6A was going to be one way, and then I say 6B was going to be another way. So it started off, you know, as we get into season seven, it's going to be a whole whirlwind. But be prepared for all the goodness and the madness. So, you know, back in the day, I used to end my shows uh, on Thanksgiving. They used to say it was going to be the end. But now, with the way things have been going the last few years and the last few seasons, we kind of had to push it. So this, the last episode, unless God say otherwise, is going to be December 22nd. So now it's ending around Christmas time. So I might play Santa for y'all. I don't know quite how I'm going to do it yet, if I'm going to do it, if y'all deserve it. Some of y'all don't deserve it. But some of y'all might be give me the play center. So we're going to see how we're going to do that. So this week's episode is actually going to be a good one because we're highlighting how to keep people coming back. You know, we always got to tie to the uh, how we act, think, and feel. And it's interesting to see that, you know, people always want to know how to keep them coming back. Now, of course, there's a good way to do this and a bad way. And the person that's going to be here is kind of going to highlight that. But the main thing is with brand loyalty. As far as, you know, if you're selling something or you got something going or popping where you want people to keep buying from you and knowing your target audience. But then you may just say, well, I don't care about none of that. I want to make sure I keep my friends coming back. I want to keep the women coming back. Whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? However you want to relate to yourself. Ah. So let's get to today's meme. The meme reads, you know, you're doing something right when they can't leave you alone. Inspiration for today's episode actually comes from, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little extra. I'm funny. But basically, I, when getting the uh, information and getting the material for this episode, I couldn't help but to think about 50 Cent and Sierra. Remember that song back in the day, I Can't Leave Him Alone? That was part of the inspiration. And I hopefully that plays in the background of your mind while listening to this episode. And knowing me, when I probably do the reel for this episode, one of them is going to feature that song in the background. Nine times out of ten. Also, my inspiration comes from my guest today and the person who I'm interviewing because they, you know, he has many brands. They got a lot of stuff going on. And I always like to look up to people in the community that are young and black and young, black and turnt. That's got a lot of stuff going on because, you know, that's that's the wave. That's where we're going. You know, the pandemic did a lot of stuff, but I feel like it also created in people a lot, a new sense of hustle and a new sense of what's the word I want to use? Like creativity almost because we're going to talk about creativity today too so before we get into introducing my guest i have to speak on a few things so first of all today is thanksgiving i'm going to ask my guest about what he's most excited for with thanksgiving i know with me what i want matches this shirt and this is not on purpose because i want some mac and cheese ah. but look i saw a thing and i don't know if it's innovative or if it's ghetto they got the mac and cheese and they put the yams in the same thing and it's like a bake i think i like it better separately than like mixing it on my fork versus like mixed up all together because they just give me fat slob and then it kind of be how like they do them dogs and them kennels and they just mix up all their food and they just give it to them that's kind of how it was looking to me so i do like them together but i don't know if i'd like them in a bake also when we talk about keep it coming back because you know we got to relate it to the topic y'all seen I was minding my business, as I do also well. Did y'all see Chris Sean and Blueface? They have a sh show coming out. 
Now, we talk about keep somebody coming back. There's some people that keep going back to each other. I don't know what magic they got. They, they keep bringing each other back to each other. You know, people say it's toxic. Is it? Yeah. But they capitalize off of it. And even if they break up, you know, and may have some trauma later on down the line, at least they're getting some money for it. And I don't want to just be highlight that, oh, we're doing it for, you know, that you'll do anything for money. But at least if you're going to have some pain, what future say you'd rather cry in a uh, Rolls Royce? That's that's what the money they got because Zeus clearly got some money. Ah. You know, they that shows they be putting out be, you know, you know, you may feel like your brain oozing out your ears a little bit, but it I mean, they, they got people coming back. So clearly they know what they're doing. But ultimately with their relationship, I just think it's funny because it's toxic. It's so toxic. It's very like somebody said it's jocelyn and stevie j back in the day but nah they worse they way worse and if jocelyn and stevie j was doing any of the stuff they was doing which they probably was it probably involved coke too probably allegedly but at least it wasn't public fighting you know what i mean as far as like on camera just swinging but i don't know i'm interested to see what's gonna happen with their relationship next now it's not nothing i'm waiting on like i'm sitting on the like on my phone, like where they at? But if I see it, I'm gonna watch it. As far as the clips, I don't, I don't think I could just subscribe to the actual show. I don't, I don't think I can. But you know, stranger things have happened. All right, so now before I get to ramble even further, let me go ahead and introduce my guest, my boy. What's going on? What's good, Izzy? How you feeling today, man? I'm ready to eat. Ready to eat. Ready to get down to it. Yes, sir. So first of all let's get into it so tell the people obviously they see your name but for my audio people also on youtube please like share and subscribe what's your name where you from and where do you live yeah so um well first and foremost uh i appreciate you having me on the show i'm elated um my name is frankie fabre i'm from chicago and i live in chicago so um shout out man All right, all right. So tell the people, what do you do for a living? Man, um, I, I do a handful of things. Um, a quick synopsis in terms of like what I do and who I am. Uh, I'm, I'm a creator, essentially, um, in terms of formality. Uh, I'm a CEO to an agency out here in Chicago. We do brand and immediate development. Um, I also own a studio out here, creative studio, podcast studio. Um, creative space. A lot of people in Chicago were in West Loop area of Chicago, the city. Um, yeah, I'm just always creating, man. Um, I'm the CMO to a uh, super dope product called Desk View. It's the world's first window mounting desk. Uh, we were on Shark Tank. Kevin O'Leary invested into the company. Um, okay. And it's a real dope product. You can check it out. Uh, handle is at MyDeskView or uh, MyDeskView.co. Uh, um, yeah, definitely. So overall, you know, in terms of just like business, um, no matter what title it is or what I do, I'm just always creating, you know, um, another thing I guess I'll add just because I'm doing a lot more of it is uh, I do a lot of spoken word and poetry. So I just had a project come out in February of this year called uh, blue nude, my naked thoughts. Um, it was, uh, produced and engineered by, uh, 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 Len, uh, uh, Renzel, um, super dope engineer. He did chance to rapper stuff, Mick Jenkins, different artists like that, Josh K. Um, so, you know, me and him were able to get into the studio and create spoken word in a different way, you know, um, than just kind of how poetry slams typically work. So, 
you guys can definitely check that out. But that's a quick synopsis uh, overall of what I do um, on my day to day basis, pretty much. All right, so you got a lot of going, a lot going on, and that's it's so crazy because I feel like a lot of these kids, <laughs> before they can actually and full time, I'm not saying you can't because you might can, but full time do what they love as far as like not clocking in. A lot of us have so much going on, and then still have still getting that government money from that main job as far as like as with me a lot of our generation is educators so i'm educated and so being having to do with that as far as the goods and the bads because education is a lot like i tell people now the school i work at now i feel like i work at the school on lean on me because it's just so much it's just it's just it don't feel like a real place but the beauty of that is I think that, you know, the, the people you encounter and in my case, the kids that I influence, I tell people all the time. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. You always have that teacher, those teachers you remember, like to this day. And I'm sure you have some because I know I got some. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. grade do you teach? So I work, well, technically I'm not a teacher. I just tell people that there's not an education. Technically at this point, I've been a teacher. Right now I'm an interventionist. So I'm the person that works, I work with sixth to eighth grade and I do like the pullouts and do in-class support for those that need extra help with reading as far as like, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Comprehension and all that good stuff. And they improve their test scores. So that's where I'm at now. I'm not like teaching, teaching like I used to be, but um you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you can give your all and still not be wore out afterwards because teaching right. teaching is a lot. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, and then I like middle school and older kids. I don't like little kids. They had me in there with fifth grade. I was out over it. They, my head hurts. My stomach hurts. I, I said, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, you definitely know the teachers that you can tell work with older kids versus the right. little ones. Cause I, I, I just be like, I don't know what to tell you. They be, and then they had me in there with them, and they and I'm not a math person. I'm like, english history person you know they say your brain is either one side unless you're a genius then everything but it's either one side or the other so they asked me for help with math i was like do your best nothing i can do I, <laughs> and it was nothing i can do i'm not even gonna fake the funk like right, right. Oh, i can't do it i just learned how to i just relearned how to do the long division i ain't even, like i forgot to do that so it was just like yeah, math, math is one of those things if you don't use it you lose it you know, to no, a certain sure. degree. Yeah. yeah. And I love math. Numbers is my thing. And, and see, that's what I'm saying. So you, that to you, you can do that with your eyes closed. Now, if it's some reading or some history or write a paper, essay, all that stuff, nah, I can do that. But the other stuff, no, nah, I, I ain't there with that. Okay. So when you hear the word, I'm going to ask you two phrases and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. 
Uh, no right or wrong answer. So when you hear the phrase brand loyalty, what's the first thing that comes to mind? A committed audience. Okay. I like that. When you hear the phrase coming back, what's the first thing that comes to mind? A happy person. <laughs> okay. All right. So the definition of brand loyalty, and this comes from dictionary.com, the tendency of some consumers to continue buying the same brand of goods rather than competing brands. Okay. And then coming back, it says to return to someone or something. All right. So now tell us about your podcast and how it came about. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. So, yeah, I'm a host to my own podcast as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. So uh, we are the brand podcast. Um, the premise of the podcast, and I like to tell people because essentially every time we hear the word brand, we think of a business, right? We right. think of um, an entity, something that might be providing services or, or goods. But we fail to recognize that we are a brand right? Every individual is a brand. And what we do, who we associate ourselves with, the conversations that we have ultimately is shaping this brand or this identity of who we are as an individual. And I'm big on recognizing that if that is to be true, then every brand has a story, which means you have a story. And we are the brand essentially is that it's, you know, we deal with battling what? six to eight billion pieces of content on the internet a day, right? So we're being bombarded continuously with content over and over and over again. And a lot of times, a majority of that content, when it comes to um, following people or brands, it's, it's always the highlights. It's always the accolades and all the beautiful things. And as much as those things are motivating and necessary, I think it's important to have conversations about what it took to actually get there and how to get through what you're going through, right? Because the reality is like on my show, we've had Emmy award-winning filmmakers, platinum producers, Grammy award-winning uh, artists, top CEOs, uh, um, just amazing people, Netflix stars, um, TV celebrities. Um, but the reality is one of the common threads is the, is the, it's the humanness in all of it. And, when you can start telling stories to where now me, a consumer of content, can watch this podcast and I see that Emmy Award winning filmmaker talk about going through a divorce, but yet here he is with seven, seven Emmys, right? What does that mean? It, it goes to show me that despite what he was going through, it was possible. Because what happens a lot of times is people get discouraged, right? When you just see the highlights, it might motivate you, but then quickly it could turn into anger or depression or begin to just switch up and make you no longer want to chase this dream or this idea that you have or had, right? Mm -hmm. And you start putting your dreams under the desk thinking it may not be for you because it doesn't look like that person who you were motivated by. And so we are the brand podcast essentially is that. It's like, yo, come be motivated, but also let's deal with those, those doubts, those fears, those worries by connecting you to real stories that you might be able to relate to. And when you look at that, you use that as a mirror to say, oh, I too can make it through. I can also persevere or I can do this, et cetera. So that way, so that way I can get to a point to where I can still succeed in the, in the vision that I have. Absolutely. And funny <laughs> you said that comment about, you know, that it, which we going to this, it ties to the next segment. But I just think it's interesting when I like that about the, the podcast because 
it's kind of similar with as far as your guest wise it's similar to me because i like having a diverse uh what's the word uh, i don't want to say ensemble but i like to have a diverse group of people on the show to where you know i tell people all the time like this being a mental health podcast and i'm not a, pr- a practitioner or a professional i'm more so going to my guest in a sense to help my audience of people like me who may be struggling with this or you know in this case how to keep people coming back safe for instance i do have a brand i want people to come back to that brand or i hey everybody keep running away from me how do i keep get, get them to come back and a lot of the things with brands actually ties into you know when doing research and of course you don't highlight some stuff too but actually ties into you know some stuff you do with people as well and absolutely I also, and absolutely. i like yeah yeah you and know I, uh like even with that and i and i want to i also want to make sure you know we're able to stay on track with with what you're with what with what you're presenting because us being a brand and how that relates to a business is literally the same thing there, exactly. there, there are core principles and fundamentals across the board that relate to both you as an individual and the brand that you are presenting in terms of the entity itself. Because what's the what's the common denominator? We're dealing with people. Exactly. That's the common denominator in it all. Exactly. So now this is a great segue to my other segment. What does this have to do with mental health? Okay. So, so because people always, you know, the la- previous seasons. It will be people trying to be like, well, what exactly does this have to do with mental health? Or how does it? Because when people think of mental health, as I've said before, they think of mental illness. Mental health is how you act, think, and feel. Why you do the things you do. You know, why do we act like this? And I've always been interested in why people do the things they do, you know, from serial killers to, you know, when people, I, the biggest question I hate when people ask, when they be like, oh, I was just asking. No, you're not. You're asking for a reason. Stop saying that. You're asking for something. So, before we get into the other part and the other research I got, what does mental health mean to you? Um, as you mentioned, you know, mental health and the indifference between mental illness. I think those are two different things. Um, now, my perspective for my perspective at times for people can seem a little jaded. But when it comes to mental health, for me, it's it's the position or 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 the position of the mind in terms of the psyche, the psyche, the psyche, right? Where it's at, how it thinks of it, how it thinks of itself, right? Like for me, mental health is, it's, it's a, it's a collective of how you are when no one's there, how you think of yourself when no one's there, how you truly feel, how you really respond. Um, I think all of that correlates to mental health. Um, and essentially mental health for me is, is the conversation you have by yourself when you're looking in the mirror. That's your mental health, right? What's that conversation? Because essentially everything is rooted out of that, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, mental health for me is, is the conversation I have in the mirror. Okay, I like that. Now, how do you think creativity plays into a person's mental health? Because I'm going to get my take on it after you give yours. <clears throat> um, can you rephrase that question? So how do you think that a person's creative sense or how do you think that their creativity, as far as if they are creative, how do you think that affects their mental health? I'll ask that. So how creating affects mental health or how their mental yeah. health affects their creative, their creativeness? Let's do that. How does their mental health affect their creativity? Let's do that. Well, I mean, if it, it is, <laughs> it's a, it's a common thread, right? It's, um, your mental health essentially 
is going to play a big part in what you create. Oh, wow. Jeez. There will always be residue of your mental health stamped on anything you create. So if you're going through depression, if you're going through um, anxiety, if you're going through heartbreak, if you're going through all of these things where you begin to just truly uh, find yourself in, in, in a certain mental state, it's going to affect what you create. And I know that firsthand simply because I do poetry and, and spoken words. So like this last project that I just put out, it's my journal. It, okay. it wasn't... It wasn't like, yo, let me create something dope. Hopefully they like it. It was, listen, I'm about to get real naked with y'all, real transparent and vulnerable. This is my journal. This is how I, I, I was in that sad boy state, you know, um, you know, sad boy mafia over here at the time. So <laughs> I, 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 was, I was writing my journal and I put it out there. But the reality and the reason why I put it out there is because I know that there are hundreds, hundreds of thousands and millions of others that are going to the exact same place that I was going through mentally and see I'm built like this right right I, I'm it's true that some things change as we get older but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia brain fog moodiness and weight gain you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging and with MIDI health you can get help and stop pushing through it alone the experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. My mental health is strong. I, I am very confident in who I am. I am very confident in where I'm going. Um, the level of doubt or fear that exists in me is almost zero. And that's by choice. It's not that the thought of fear and the thought of doubt doesn't come. I choose not to accept it. It doesn't share reality in my life as soon as I make that choice. And so for me, I know that I'm built in a way to where I could take that on my shoulders and on my back and present that for others who need a way out and a perspective to see different. And so, you know, that's what mental health does. Mental health affects the perspective in which you see life, therefore affects what you create. So I want to ask that. So that was a great answer. But I want to also ask with when it comes to mental health as far as with you and then we're gonna move on to the the source that i got or, or the reference i got when it comes to you see you made the comment like you said there is no doubt or fear of who you are and with me i can say i definitely noticed a transition from like you know somebody made a comment one day that was like izzy know his worth and it's funny because it was not always like that it was like the lowest of lows and even now, it's not the highest, but it's definitely pretty high. 
Yeah. Very high, actually. What would be a tip to somebody who may say, hey, Frankie, I love everything you're saying. How did you get to that point? Because I want to get to that point. Right. You know, um, getting to that point is choosing to get to that point. Okay. That's 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 kind of like, I guess, the best way to put it. But I'll give it some context. It's like you have to every single day choose, even when you don't feel like it. You have to choose joy. You have to choose peace. Right. Yeah. People think I tell people all the time that like, I want my, I want peace. I want peace. I'm like, listen, you have to understand peace is a choice. Peace yeah. is not the absence of war. Peace is not the absence of troubles. Peace is knowing all will be well in the midst of the chaos. Oh, oh, yeah. Right. So it's like, for, that's the best way I can explain it is you have to every single day, even when you do not want to choose to have the, the overcoming mindset, choose to say, you know what? As tough as this is, as tough as my reality is in this moment, I am going to choose to see something greater, be more optimistic. I'm going to choose to see, you have to see yourself out of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can't see it, nobody can see it for you. Yeah. The, mo the moment you step into a place where you're like, listen, despite what this looks like, I see myself here, you're winning. You're in a winning position because life's about positioning, right? It's not about where you're currently at. It's about what you're positioned to do. Like, there's one thing for me, like, <clears throat> I've been I've been in many situations, you know, up and down in my life. But one thing I've always recognized, the thing that saved me from complete failure, I guess, in a sense, was positioning. Mm -hmm. I made sure to position myself so that way when tough moments happened, I knew I always had opportunity to look forward to that will one day get me out of my situation. Right. Right. It, it's, it's, that's the, that's one of the cheat codes because if you're in a situation and in a tough space, whether it's emotionally, mentally, financially, and you stay in that rut and you also don't try to build around that or create opportunity or, or position yourself, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're literally, it's, it's, it's a double whammy. You're, you're, you're setting yourself up to lose now and to lose later. You can take a couple L's now, but set yourself up to take those W's later. And, and, and that's understanding what that positioning is. So, I, I mean, I, I can go on all about that, but that, that's that's the best way for me to put it. Well, no, you. I, I think you definitely answered it. I mean, in short, you said a lot of good stuff. And honestly, in that little, <laughs> I, my mind is constant writer mode. But in that, I love those two, in those two paragraphs you just spoke. <laughs> I the main point was, and I said it before, choose peace. And I'm a very straightforward person, and I'm very and, and like I said, I tell people all the time, my personality is not for everybody, but I'm very straightforward and very blunt because even with me and my struggles with my mental health, especially in the past, I remember waking up one day saying, I'm tired of feeling like this, and I was right. tired of going around with this thoughts of suicide. I was tired of that, so I'm like, something gotta change. And right. I had to make that choice and put put your best foot forward. I hate to say right. that, but I mean that's what nah, I had. Sure, for sure. <laughs> so, with how does creativity improve mental health? And this is from diverse uh, health.org. It says being creative can increase positive emotions, reduce depressive symptoms and anxiety, and improve the function of our immune system. The Journal of Positive Psychology supports these findings, stating that spending time 
on creative goals during the day associated with higher activated positive effect. It says positive effect refers to positive moods, people, experience, including including joy, happiness, and optimism. So I didn't even know he was going to say what he said. And then we have the source. Everything always aligns. And then yeah, it says... And then it then says expressing ourselves through creative and artistic activities can help to relieve stress and and anxiety and lessen shame, anger, depression, and experience a traumatic event. At Diverse's Health Clinician Kim Gwynn offers an art therapy referral program for individuals with PTSD. Now, what I want to highlight before I forget it, and what I loved about the expressing yourself creatively, it says, of course, we always you always hear about anger and anxiety, but what I like is lessening shame. I think shame is the issue with people because they experience, and I hate to say it, and I hate to be that guy, but I got to speak on it. And I've done an episode on this, and I actually spoke about it last week, imposter syndrome. Now, as I said before with imposter syndrome, a lot of people, I'm not a professional. I'm going to say I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. But my issue with imposter syndrome is a lot of times I tell people, you don't have imposter syndrome. You have, I've been talking about everybody else stuff. And you have, and or you have, I'm shame about myself. I don't see myself in a way that, you know, maybe others see me or maybe the way I feel God created me to be. So it's hard for me to put out stuff because I'm shame. Ah. Oh, oh my God. And we and shame always gets left off. We never really hear about shame a lot. And maybe if it's even a guilt, who knows? But I think I'm glad that they highlighted that. And then of course I'm glad that the other part highlighted joy and um happiness and optimism. Because that's something yeah. that a lot of people don't have either. Yeah, you, you know, um even with that firsthand, like you know how it said being creative, um creates being creative being creative facilitates a space for healing right mm -hmm. and um to concur to what you know was said by definition it's like um what in that particular study is true like even with me like as i was writing and creating these pieces i was healing mm -hmm. right because when you create you you when you create you position yourself to put a mirror right in front of you to examine the exact thing you feel thought or imagined mm -hmm. happening in real time and in life right before you so it's like it definitely affects all of that and even to touch on the point of like shame you know um that shame or or or, or the fear of shame shame in itself can sabotage you could self-sabotage opportunity you could self-sabotage possibilities uh growth through shame you know um and depending what it is you know shame can be many th different things, whether it's uh, people who get in, people who get married and they get a divorce and they're, they're, they're in shame because they made a vow in front of hundreds and thousands of people. And now that, that, that union is, is, is severed or uh, a shame because um, they were exposed for doing something that was not integral or shame because um, they got exposed for being something that they're not right. Um, shame could be presented in so many ways. And, a lot of times that 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 issue it becomes an issue when you're dealing with somebody who doesn't understand identity right mm. because essentially that's what we're facing right it's it's an identity crisis and so the more confident you are in who you are and keep in mind being confident in who you are doesn't mean you have to be confident in who you are today mm. being confident in who you see yourself to be can be another thing, right? Because 
you got, like they say, you know, uh, uh, he had the mind of a king before he sat on the throne, right? He had the mind of a millionaire before he touched that money. Being able to act, to be, to be able to visualize who you are, even potentially be, and then be able to actualize that through the process and it being, being in love with that progress, seeing that can boost your, 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 your self-worth and, and your identity and put you in a position to not have to feel shame because now it's like people aren't ashamed because they're trying to impress somebody that don't matter. It's like, yeah. what am I, what, what am I feeling shame for? Yeah. We all go through some stuff, right? We all go through shameful moments. How about you eat that? And whoever got something to say, they can keep it pushing, keep it moving. But if you know your identity and self-wealth or, 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 or who you are within yourself, now all of the, the opinions of others, it, it becomes less uh, uh, um, aggressive towards the nature of who you are or who you want to be. Right. And so, <clears throat> man, that, that, that's how I move, bro. Like, and, and, I, and I hope to inspire and impact people to understand those things. You know, it's like we're, we're all experiencing this human experience. You know, we're, we're, we're all spirits experiencing this human experience, man. We're, we're, in, this, we're in this matrix, man. We're, we're, we're in this simulation, all trying to do our best. And the reality is you just got to wake up one day and say, yo, you can cuss on this podcast? Ah. Oh, oh my god. Oh yeah. Okay. Fuck everything. <laughs> Everyone, respectfully. Yeah. Cuz you can only connect with people at the level in which you've connected with yourself. Yeah. People aren't positioning themselves to actually do the work that is needed to get them to where they want to go. And that's where that identity is lacked. And now they're feeling that shame because they don't live up to their own expectations, let alone everybody else's expectations. They mama, they daddy, they brother, they sister, they wife, they husband, whoever. And it's like, relinquish those things. Get into this space with yourself and do some real... Dude, when you deal with that inner child... When you deal with that person, life is different. Life changes. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're, we're all dealing with this, this, these wounds and traumas that affect everything, even in business. And I know we're getting right. off track, but like, maybe we're not, but we're not. De de dealing with that, man, the moment I, I dealt with that, that, that little Frankie and me, <laughs> like, and, 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 but like, I, 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 I can see him now. Yeah. I, I, I could, it's, it's like I'm out of my body watching me as a shorty and, and recognizing where that pain came from and where that hurt came from. And now I'm able to literally like grab that and feel it again, but to heal yeah, versus to hurt. Right. And, and man, like to be completely honest, that changed, that changed my relationships with my father, with my mother with friends, with business, with how I deal with people. It made me more empathetic. Like it's, it's life altering. And, and when you deal with that shame, 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 really, it might show up at your doorstep, but I ain't opening the door. I'm gonna peep out my window. I'm gonna see your goofy self sitting right there, but you are not coming in. It is not happening. Ah. Oh, my God. Okay. So again, writer mode. So Earlier, there was two paragraphs. This was like three to five pages. And it was great. I, I, I liked how you talked about, first of all, I, it's always like 
you know, it's the trend now in media where they break the fourth wall. And you was like, and you stop them and say, can we do this on this podcast? Because then it kind of made people forget because they're getting lost in what you're saying. That this still is like a, you know, a form of entertainment slash education. But didn't it plan on talking about shame today? I just saw that, of course, mention that part. And then I'm just like, I had to highlight it. But just kind of picking back off what you were saying, you know, healing the inner child, because again, it, you say it may go off topic, but it really doesn't. Because if you are a brand and we are, we all are brands. Right, right. You know, people see stuff sometimes that you don't realize that they see. And some people have that eye. So if you out here, you know, promoting yourself to be one way, but people can see that that's not necessarily the case. And some people can see like, you know, because again, why do people do the things they do? So if you're out here, maybe getting on social media, you know, we definitely notice that somebody just out here just tearing people down on a regular basis. You know, this is what they do. We can, your brand is tearing people down. So we, somebody can see something with you ain't right. Cause even if you say nine times out of 10, you, you probably have some struggles within yourself, but say hypothetically, right, you right. don't, you don't, you still are doing it for the fact of you're getting, you you liking the reactions, whether it's good or bad, most times bad. You like the fact that you get money out of this. So that, that, then that says about you, you do anything for money. Right. And so then that's a problem in itself. But ultimately, the highlight, uh, uh, just really piggyback on everything he was saying, you know, you have to make sure that you are good. You have to make sure you focus on you and get to the point where you don't care what other people think. And that's hard to do. But and so for some people, some people came out the womb not caring. <laughs> I wasn't one of them. But right. it, it's so it, much. You know, like the, the thing with that, it's, it's not necessarily not. I, I think there, there's a toxic way. Yeah, to be yeah. to be about to be about it, um, it's not to not care or have a care, right? Um, of what people think, right? Because sometimes you in this like rebellious, toxic state of mind, f everyone, I don't care. There's there you have to be, you have to understand you're still operating among. A, a world of people that you need to operate with. And so what that means is sometimes hearing people out, right? Not caring what somebody thinks about you doesn't mean that you don't have to take that criticism. Not yeah. caring what somebody thinks of you doesn't mean that what they're saying isn't true, right? Because that's the thing. Somebody might say, look, I don't care what you're saying about me. Well, guess what? What I'm saying about you is very true, my friend. Yeah. And so it comes to the point where figuring out who you allow in your life to speak into it because you need that. You can't just be out here, ass out. I don't care what nobody thinks about me. No, you, you need a core group of people who are going to be like, listen, Frank, my man, mm-mm, it ain't that. I know you don't care about what people think clearly, but you acting a fool. And to be completely honest, based upon where you want to go and what you're doing, that trajectory, it don't look right. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to need you to get it together. And so you need those people in your life. So th- there's a toxic way to be that way. And then there's a, a an effective, optimal way to be that way to where the outcome is, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, positioning you for the best outcome. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because it, it actually leads to my next question. And it, it just, it's, it's all aligns perfectly. It's always crazy how this happens. But like with that, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in having people around you. I'm typically the person to tell people about them as far as, in a, you know, which friends. And of course, you do it in a way that's best received. Unfortunately, some people, 
can't always receive information. I tell you all the time, I'm a tough love person and I'm right. going to tell you and, and certain people, you got to know how to word it. But I do 100%. have some of those friends where it's like they don't. I, I'm receptive to stuff, but you do have those friends that aren't. And so <laughs> I tell people all the time, I'm tough love. I'm going to tell you once or twice, but afterwards, I see you're not receptive to it. I'm, I told people, I told people they start laughing. I'm serious. I said, I can see you walking off a cliff. I'm just let you walk because if I try to tell you, you're not going to listen. No way. So 100%, 100%. my next question again, what does it mean when a person doesn't get the message that you are trying to communicate and that can relate to even with you being you know the you now you said you are the brand uh not consultant or what did you say y'all do exactly again? oh so yes yeah, so our agency we do brand and media development so okay right um, yeah it definitely connects with what, you're, with what you're saying right because essentially what we do is we visually create conversations and so you know, when, when you're trying to convey, you got to keep in mind, what is a brand? A brand, your brand could be a thousand different things to a thousand different people. Right. Right. Um, the goal with brand loyalty and brand commitment comes, becomes a lot stronger when people have the same story in their head. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's a, a, a perfect example is, is Apple. Right. It's like, okay, they got an Android or they got an Apple. Just through those two comparisons alone, I have a perspective of who I think you are and who you're not, right? It's like um, you, Starbucks, right, or Dunkin' Donuts. Just by that choice of, of product, I, in my mind, have been given a brand layout or brand Bible of what that person thinks, who they are, and how they operate, right? Because that's what that's what that is when it comes to uh, uh, the messaging. The more people you can get on with your message, the stronger your brand becomes. But in the beginning of it, a lot of times you can have a thousand different brand. People could in their mind be like, OK, this is the brand when they see it. Right. Yeah. And because they're perceiving it based upon how they're viewing it until you get to the point of, of continue, continuing the growth and continuing the story and the story and the story and the story and the story to where subconsciously now I am perceiving Apple this way. I am perceiving Starbucks this way, Nike this way, right? A story is being told and a conversation is being had. And so <clears throat> when people don't get, get the message, it's one of two things. One, they're not your audience. Or they're not people who need to be in your life, whether we're talking about relationships or we're talking about business. Mm -hmm. They're not your audience. I, I, I can't sell beef patties to a vegan. Their conversation is a little bit different. Yeah, it's food and they eat food, but they don't eat that. So we had nothing to connect on, right? right? And so it's it's understanding, okay, are they not being connected because this isn't the audience that this content is supposed to be reaching? Or do they need to receive my content or message in a different way? Is it audio? Is it visual? Is, is it in person? Is it, right. you know what I mean? Are they, uh, I need to experience three, this three times before I get the message. Are they a right away person? So it's, it's understanding all of those things when coming to a consensus of like what you're, what, what that message is conveying to somebody who may or may not understand it. Right. And so again, a bunch of good stuff. Um, I would say this and I'm gonna go into the next, um, source I got, but I remember growing up and, you know, being a fat kid and that kind of thing. And I remember my dad told me, he was like, as far as dating women and stuff, he was like, not everybody going to like what you have to offer. And, right. and you have to know that. And, you know, and that's OK. And so I think when that clicks with that, that line clicks with so many different things. And like I said, even with podcasting, your, my podcast is not for everybody. And that's right. okay. exactly. 
So it is what it is. Some people, and, and no shade to it, because I got some friends that do a lot of different types of podcasts, especially like the pop culture ones, and kill it. People don't want to come here. They don't, they don't, that's what they want. They don't want this. Right. And it's okay. Right. And then it's some people like me. I like different types of podcasts. I like living everything. But you have to know that they have their target audience and hopefully if they don't know it, they figure it out. Right. So the hidden psychology of why customers come back by near arrow. All right. So it says labor and love. It says Ikea sales ready to assemble household furnishings, unlike its competitors selling pre-assembled merchandise. Ikea puts its customers to work. It's, it turns out there is a hidden benefit to making the user invest physical effort into assembling the product. It says, it says most people believe that asking customers to assemble furniture, they can adopt an irrational love of the furniture they built, just like the test subjects did in origami experiments. It says businesses that leverage user effort come for a higher value to their products simply because their users have put work into them. The users have invested into the products through their labor. Now, I think that's interesting because I would never have thought of that because like some people like. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Going to the store, finding stuff like this already together versus some people they like. I know people that say they like putting their stuff together. And I would have never thought to do that. Right. But even that's an audience in itself because some people prefer one or the other. Right. It then says that consistency counts. It's a, it's, it, of course, it was some data from it, but I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Consistency counts constantly keeping up with what you're doing. And then the third one says, it says, we avoid cognitive dissonance. It says, consider your reaction to the first time you sip the beer or try spicy food. Was it tasty? Probably not. It says, our bodies are designed to reject alcohol and <laughs> spicy things. The compound that creates the sensation of heat and spicy food, it says our reactions to these acquired tastes is to reject them. And yet we learn like to like them through repeated exposure. We see others enjoying them, try a little more. And over time, our condition, we condition ourselves. It then says we got to keep being, I said, we got to keep being exposed to stuff in order to like it. And that's something too, because how many times have y'all seen someone was like, I ain't like it at first. And I kept seeing it like, wasn't bad. Happened with music all the time. Right. 
The fourth one says small investments, big return. It says businesses utilize these three psychology tendencies, psychological tendencies to help consumers take small actions that put effort into the product or the service. It says these investments can take the various forms of including time, money, data, content, reputation, or skill. It says, but the results are the same. By asking users to commit to a product or service in small increments, companies can change user preferences, tastes, and habits. All right. So a lot of good stuff right there. I think those are a few reasons why people come back or customers come back. And again, it's just capitalizing on what the people want. And even with podcasts, and I have to sit down and it's like, what do people want? What do they want to hear? You know, I, I kind of switched the podcast to, I kind of look at it. Do you, I don't know if you grew up watching Nickelodeon and Disney and stuff. Yeah, but for sure. I, I don't know if you remember the show on Nickelodeon Ned's the classified school survival guide. Uh I don't know, I don't think so. Well, so basically the premise of the show was it was like one of those little corny comedy shows on Nick. It was it was kind of funny though. I had some stupid stuff on there. But um it was the the premise of the show was for those in middle school, it was like he would go through scenarios and then he would look to the camera and give you a tip on how to for middle school so it was kind of like a how-to guide but it was in the form of a, a sitcom yeah and so i kind of look at my podcast like that where like i said earlier i'm the person that goes to find these people and help us young millennials who struggle with making healthy decisions help us make the best decision in these cases so now let's talk about this because we got to always flip it here what happens when you talk about people coming back what about when bad people come back Ah. Oh, oh my god and this isn't always because we are a brand so what about like you know you get on somewhere you get on you up you up and now all the bad friends the bad exes the bad family members come back even bad business because have you had some situations with your company development company and then you said I don't think we we see we we don't <laughs> I don't think we see eye to eye. We can just you know go our separate ways. Has there ever been an instance where you've had worked with somebody who one wasn't receptive to what you were saying, and then two, you know, maybe it just was ultimately y'all did a deal and it was just bad business. Yeah, so um, I think to dissect that question, there there are two parts. Um, one thing I tell people, I'd rather do no business than bad business. Okay. Um, so for me, everything is always about the relationship. Everything I do is predicated on the relationship because when you build relationship, what you essentially do is you build longevity. When you build good business, you build longevity. Longevity is how you grow your business. If you can contain or you can uh, uh, keep a client and, and, and have retention, um, then your business is going to grow no matter what it is even relate that to relationships with people. Um, so I think there, there's two things. The answer, to answer your question, yes, obviously, you know, being an entrepreneur, a business owner, um, I've, I've had to learn to deal with bad business, whether it was from my side putting out bad business or dealing with somebody who, who dished out bad business to me, right? <clears throat> I think essentially um, with business across the board, I'd rather do no business than bad business. Um, yes. Period. That's it. Bottom line. Um there's no amount of losing a certain level of peace for the sake of a dollar. Now, there is a price um, where it's like, okay, listen, you, you, you want to put out X amount of dollars that's like 10X 
of what I would typically charge because you really want to work with me. If the money is su- suited to where it's like, all right, you know, I, I can deal with a little bit of the annoyance from this, from dealing with this type of person or, or, or client customer, that's fine. But essentially I would rather not see myself in that space or in that place dealing with that person or, or that type of business. Um, <clears throat> I think the lines, um, I don't even want to say the lines blur when it comes to relationships um, or family, right? You, you, ha- you have to be, you have to understand that people are going to come in and out of your life. Yeah. Nothing is forever. So to detach yourself from, to release yourself from attachment, um, I think is important, even in business. I'm not going to always have these customers or clients all the time. It's going to be a, a, a continuation of change. Um, and sometimes clients will outgrow me or uh, may I outgrow clients where it's like, I can't afford to work with you no more because um, we're doing so much more. And now to work with us um, is going to require more resources. Um, but when it comes to people, it's like, I, I don't deal with toxic people, bro. Um, I don't deal with bad relationships anymore. There, there are lines once crossed, um, conversations need to be had. And if I am not heard after a certain amount of times, I must remove myself and you can no longer be in that, be within this space with me. Um, and it's not that you're a bad person. You're just not a fitting person. I love you, but from a distance, I think the problem, sometimes people have an attachment to things that no longer serve them. And keep in mind, there are circumstances that make this this conversation different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let's just say it's a, it's a relationship and you're in an abusive relationship. Why are you letting this man back in your life? What are you doing? That, that, that's literally self-sabotaging your life experience for the sake of not being able to let somebody go. Ah, oh my God. That physically abused you and ruined a, a certain uh, 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 perspective of your life and affected you and created trauma. Why you keep running back to your traumas, right? Um, and in that you need healing. So I think that when it comes to dealing with uh, bad relationships, toxic people, um, bad business, it boils down to your, your standards. Mm-hmm. What are your values and what are your standards? Those things are going to determine what the longevity of these relationships, whether they come in or come out. Um, right. Your standards and your boundaries would determine what you're allowing in, what you filter in and what you filter out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good answer as always. And great transition to the next segment, which is the weekly sabbatical. And in this, this is where we just kind of reflect. And of course, I have some more stuff. So this one is going to be filled with a lot more like in-depth questions. So first and foremost, it's Thanksgiving. We've got to take a slight break. So I got it before we get back to the other question. So what are you thankful, most thankful for? Man, you know, I'm number one, I'm thankful. um, I'm thankful for God. Um, Really, I'm in a position of gratitude because I think everything stems from that. And and when I mean from that, I mean from within myself where I believe God exists. Uh, I'm grateful for my sanity. 
I'm grateful for my health. Um, and me, I just like to use the word grateful rather than thankful. Um, because I just live in a, a constant space of gratitude. Because mm -hmm. man, life, life, life could be just so much not what I want it to be. So much more worse. So much more all the above. And it's like you just the secret to a happy life as a spirit of gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, are things going 100% my way? They never do. Ain't nothing new, so let me not act brand new. But, <laughs> but like, wow, am I so grateful. I am so grateful for where I'm at, why I am here, how far I've come. And yeah, overall, man, like, those are things I'm grateful for. Obviously, my family, you know, friends, uh, clients, all, all of it, man. I am thankful for every single thing. I am grateful for it all. Good. That's good. We love to hear that. So now, of course, it got to be a little funny. So what are you most grateful and thankful to eat today? Because for me, I got a few things that's going to see me. Well, well, before we go there, what are you thankful for or grateful for? Um, I am honestly grateful for the space I'm in in life. I, the, I believe and know for a fact a transition is coming that's going to be the, it's been, God gives me a lot of signs and he speaks to me in a lot of different uh, unique and creative ways. So I know for a fact that a transition and an opportunity or several of them are coming to me sooner than later. And I know when they come, it's going to be in an instant. Yeah. So in that time, because I do believe he gives you signs before the things happen. It's a good and bad before good and bad things. I have been preparing myself mentally, you know, spiritually, emotionally, physically even. So it's funny. You talked about how early and I meant to say that I forgot. You talked about how, um, the, the the man saw himself as a king before he actually was even on the throne. Look, y'all, I bought this shirt. It didn't fit, but I saw myself in it. So now oh, there you go. <laughs> right. It's a sheen shirt. I really don't like their shirts like that because I feel like they clothes made from napkins. But this one is all right. But it's just for the show. Sheen, if you ever want to do something with me, it, you know. But anyway, I, I'm grateful for my optimism we kind of spoke on that a little bit earlier I'm, I'm i can find something good in every situation for the most part i'm thankful for my my brain and my health mental health especially now because it was a place where it was very dark and everybody in my life good bad or indifferent whether even if they had i had to give them the boot and i don't say that to be petty but seriously because you kind of certain people like he said earlier and I, and I definitely resonate with that when he says you know sometimes it's like i'm not being heard it's, and it's just an abrasive situation or combative i should say it gets to the point where like you know what we can go ahead and hang it up and being a millennial being a mental health advocate being a um creative and being a writer my brain is all over the place but it can be good and bad so I'm, I'm learning to get to the point where i can kind of kind of train that a little better and yeah so I, i'm thankful for a lot of stuff i'm in excited to see where life is about to go because i know it's definitely a lot of good stuff on the horizon so well, cheer, cheers to that my man yes sir i wish we had something to drink the clink because you got the drinks over there i got a cup my cup is on the other side so we can't even do that but so yeah, so what you excited to eat today? Man, um so for me, I I'll give I'll give a little backstory. So my 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 eating is different. You know, obviously I grew up eating everything and anything. Um yeah. but I'm like a vegan vegetarian. 
Okay. So yeah. um, my eating lifestyle is very different. Stuff that, and I've I've been kind of this way for, well, like almost eight years now. Um, so my family's adapt has has been adapting to that. So I don't eat the turkey. I don't eat any of the meats. Um, I have to eat all the sides. <laughs> That's what yeah. it is. Like, <clears throat> so um, favorite. Um, man, you know, I, my, my mom makes these really great salads. People are probably like, oh my God, salads. But uh, like even different things. So like uh, I do like quinoa, uh, couscous. There's like these couscous dishes with like uh, vegan like sausages uh, with like cranberry and just all kind of stuff. Obviously stuffing. Um, I go crazy with it. You know, um, I, I, I don't really do dairy. Um, not really. I really don't do dairy 98% of the time. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, I'm going to go. go I'm, I'm, yeah. Unless they got some vegan Mac there, which I hope if they do, it tastes, you know, really good when I get over there. But like, obviously, you know, you got to have the mac and cheese, the greens. Um, I do, uh, you know, the potatoes. Got to have the potatoes. Um, so that, that, that's probably more of my dish. I'm going to get all the side dishes and vegan dishes or vegetarian dishes that I get to uh, indulge in. Yeah, for sure. I actually live a um, low carb lifestyle, started keto transition to low carb, and I'm getting back into the point where I um, I want to go get to the point where I have a few days out the week where I don't have any meat. I'm not there yet, but I'm not going to cut it out completely. I'm not even going to tell that lie. But I do want to have at least a few days out the week where I don't have any. But Thanksgiving, I'll, let me tell you something. I've been on this weight loss journey for a while now. I lost a whole bunch of weight. I tell people all the time, you have to have a day to where you just go crazy. Ooh. And Thanksgiving, I'm going probably like two two days after that too. I'm going crazy. Like it's no, it's no. I'm not playing no games. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I don't care because I eat. It. I'm gonna eat it all that day. That day, I'm. Right. I want all the low vibrational plates. He's like, let me get three biscuits. No, for sure. All the, I told you, I want all the low vibrational plates. Everything piled on top like low the low vibrational plates. That's exactly what you know what. That and eating food, and I, you know, I, we won't bank on this too long, but for me, eating is is has become a spiritual thing for me. Um, eating for me, I've recognized that food is not just food, food is information talking to my DNA. So when I eat, I know that it's talking, it's legitly talking to my body, like you were talking about high vibrational plates, low <laughs> vibrational plates. That's not a fake thing, that's a real thing. Your food carries these vibrations and it talks to your DNA and tells it what to do. So um, recognizing that really has shifted the way that I eat and my diet overall. And so for my people here, because I don't want this to go over y'all here, because I know somebody like what this nigga talking about. So let me break down what he's saying. Let me do the, the spark notes. Basically, what he's saying is. When you eat a whole bunch of, for example, I had a coworker who the man talk about his body hurts every day. And he got high blood pressure, high cholesterol, all this stuff. Because you eat tacos and you eat burritos every day. I don't never see you drink no water. I don't like. I'm, so you wonder why you're sick, right? You that's what he, that's what he's basically saying. You wonder why you're sick. You eat terrible every single day. All this sugar, all the flour. Again, that stuff is cool occasionally, but if that's that's why I, th- I lost a bunch of weight because my I learned. But you have to know your body. I learned my body is carb sensitive. Not saying I cut them out completely, but I've reduced them a lot. And both my parents are carb sensitive. So like, like, like gluten. 
Uh, gluten. Um, what else? So like with low carb, because when people think keto, they think in low carb, they think, oh, you just eating bacon and eggs all day. No, idiot. What you're doing is you're it's really a, the main part of people fail to realize is you're cutting out flour, sugar, the stuff that kills us, flour, sugar, and a bunch of other different stuff. Now, of course, you know, you could be a, a keto low carb person and eat butter all day but you still have to, there's a way you go about it everything is okay in moderation but you have to find what works for you so with y'all low vibration vibrational place today I, I hope i hope anybody who is doing like you know they change their lifestyle around because i don't use the word using the word diet remember you have to let yourself live so today go crazy if nothing right. else you know what and, and and to just concur with you as well like like when you get off of those flowers and sugars, what you're doing is you're you're resetting your insulin levels. And so mm-hmm. like a lot of people want to lose weight, but they can't because their insulin levels are off. So the way that the sugars and stuff are processing, it's just turning into fat, you know. Um, and then also with like the like you were saying, I, I don't I don't see anything. See, for me, it's like I could eat. I eat so well 98 percent of the time that if I wanted to, I could have a a wild plate of whatever I want if I wanted to do that versus people are eating wild plates and then every once in a while eating how I eat. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think having an understanding of what things are going on in your body um, should reflect how you eat. Your body, your, your body is a reflection of your standards and tolerances in life. And so um, I think it's important to really gauge and recognize that. So that way you can have the most optimal life. You know, a lot of people are, are having to be on all these prescription drugs, not because they don't now not eat healthy. It's not a result of now. It's a result of the past 20 years of your life that now have caught up to you. You right. see what I'm saying? And so if, if we can now take hold of our life now for the next 20 years and eat as great as we can, doing the things here and there shouldn't be a problem. Ooh. You know, and you begin to teach yourself uh, uh, how to eat a happy how to eat happy and how to eat healthy and really raise your vibrations. These food foods have chemicals in it and these chemicals can make you depressed yeah. and literally can do a lot of things to your mental health. We talking mental health. Let's talk how food affects your mental health. It affects your mental health. So mm-hmm. understanding what that looks like, um, I think is really important to just kind of dive in. Cause you, you, you want to be able to have, you don't only want to be spiritually good, right? You also want to be physically good. You don't only want to be financially good. You also want to be physically and healthy, right? So that way you can have all of those pieces uh, to the puzzle and no, no, no puzzle pieces missing. So exactly. And that's so crazy because like I said, you go, get that dish, go crazy. It's thanks. No, for sure. For sure. Go crazy. But like I said, John, it's like all the demons you want in the spirit, but if, but if you died in, on, in the flesh, because you don't want to change how you eat. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? And I don't want to be like my parents, when they switched over their diets from eating how they was eating to like low carb or keto and all that stuff or whatever, whatever they, they both switched to something different as far as what right. they were doing. They were, they got off medicines, they insulin levels, of course, drop, you know, they got off. My daddy was pre-diabetic. He's not pre-diabetic no more. Blood, so everything changed, and then my thing is, I don't want to have to get old and reverse it. I'd rather start it young. Right. That way I don't want right. to have to, you know. So that's that's the that's, trick. that's right. the trick to everybody out there who's young or younger. Uh, 
teenage, 20s, early 30s. I mean, at any age. But, yo, like, there's a reason why America consumes over 70% of prescription uh, of pharmaceutical drugs. It's related to health and the food administration and what we won't get all into all of that. But trust me, you being sick is very profitable. For sure. Definitely. So now, so and, and I'm going to tie back to the topic and then go to the next question. So with that, y'all, if you are, we talking about brands here and brand loyalty, if, you know what I mean? If you are. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, bigger. And I saying because if, if your body don't look like nothing, don't be giving um, <laughs> weight loss tips. And don't try to be a personal trainer because then people will be like, how are you the personal trainer? Or how are you giving me weight loss tips? And then you, you know what I'm saying? So keep that in mind with the whole brand thing. So now. What does it mean to you to bridge the gap between the creative world and the business world as it means to increase brand loyalty? Yep. So here's the dilemma when it comes to business and also being a creative. Um, A lot of business people aren't creative. At all. They have have ideas. um, They have the finance or the Mm -hmm. capital. They have the systems. Right, they're more analytical, um, but to be creative is—it's literally over their head. It's not going to happen, you know. Like, um, or they don't know how to articulate it. And so, as a creative, and one of the beautiful things I'm grateful for in my life is that I had the privilege. I am naturally born creative. My parents are creatives. My parents also have uh, um, like that business entrepreneurial spirit to them, but. You know, growing up, I, you know, I grew up um, in lack. I grew up poor. Uh, and so I always had, had had that hustler go get it mindset, you know, um, in order for me to have things outside of the normal things uh, to live, it had to come from me. And so, bro, I learned business at an early age, like 13, while being naturally a creative and experiencing both worlds, I got to really understand like, yo, a lot of these business people, they need our creative. 
Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, the level of which you're able to be creative is going to be the level in which you're able to succeed if you can correlate that into something monetary in business. And that's what business people look for is how can I get into a creative space to convey the message so that way I can see more capital, which is more revenue, which can increase business and I can scale. And so for us, we step in as that creative team for businesses and brands that need to figure out a uh, um, uh, a successful way to articulate their message creatively through visual arts um, or or audio so that way they can continue to grow. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. So now why is it impaired? So you, you answered that, so I don't need to ask that. Okay. Because you basically said a lot of business people aren't creative, which is true. Now, what does living life unapologetically mean to you? Well, um, living life unapologetically is for yourself. And it, I go, it goes back to shame. Living unapologetically, one, is not worrying about what somebody's going to say, think, or feel when it comes to you operating in the gifts, talents, or that you have, or or, or pursuing the dream that you have and desire, right? Also understanding that, guess what? You're going to make a mistake. That's what being unapologetically means is upon yourself, where it's like, you're going to fail, but fail forward. You're going to mess up, but continue. And don't be sorry about that. Don't be sorry about these things. Continue to push, continue to move. And don't worry about what anybody has to say or what anybody has to think. When you know you're in alignment, and your heart is pure and your intent is great, keep it moving. I'm not sorry, right? Um, and for me, I'm also speaking from a place that I believe is is a, in a genuine space, right? I, I don't wish any ill upon nobody. So I know when I speak, you know, I, I'm I'm not speaking to, to, to dig at you or to yeah. throw daggers at you. I'm speaking to build you and to uplift you and to enlighten you and hopefully remind you of what, what's going on. So, you know, whatever I'm doing, my, my hopes is to be impactful. And in order to be impactful, you can't worry about what people think, think, and you can't be sorry every time you do something that doesn't make sense and somebody can get hurt or affected in a, in a way that, you know, you didn't intend to be, but really, um, it has everything to do with yourself. Stop being sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like they say, don't be sorry. Be careful. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it was like Cat Williams. Don't be sorry. Be careful. Like I ain't the voice, y'all. This is a, this is a talent. <laughs> don't be a- sorry. <laughs> now, so you do do music. So um, I'm in the music space. I'm a musician. Uh, I play a few instruments. Uh, acoustic guitar is one of my main instruments that I do play. Okay. Uh, you know, I have a degree in music as well. Um, so that is a realm that I'm in around, um, no matter where I go, my father's a musician. So like music is, is, is my vibration, no matter what happens. Um, do I make music? I, I wouldn't, I'm not kind of, yeah, but I do, I do spoken word right. in with, in a melodic way. So there is musicality to it. So the, Quick answer is yes. The long answer is there's particular things in there so that that matter. So what inspired you to do spoken word? Um, what inspired me to do spoken word was, you know, growing up, I I, I felt like I never had a voice. Okay. You know, um, I felt people didn't hear me. People weren't listening. People, um, 
I felt like I didn't have a voice. And so <clears throat> writing and doing spoken word gave me that mm-hmm. um, for myself, you know, within myself, right? Where are biggest oracles? Where are biggest prophets? Where are biggest uh, 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 dictators, right? We're hearing our thoughts every day, our voice. And so spoken word gave me the ability to actually let that out in a creative manner for people to hear. So when you hear something of mine, I'm telling you what I feel for real. I am telling you how and what I'm going through right now or what I've gone through in the past. Um, So for me, it, it was therapy. That's what that is. In a nutshell, I did spoken word and started writing poetry because I didn't know who to talk to. Mm. I didn't know how to talk to them. And so I was able to articulate my heart through spoken word. Okay. Good answer. Good, good answer. Good stuff. And I would ask what inspired negative thoughts, but you said that earlier that was your journal. So, and you just kind of put that out there and, and, and again, and I'm going to say this and move on. It, 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 was, it was a heartbreak, man. It was, it was that pain. It was that hurt. Yeah. And if you haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. I'm actually going to check it out soon. I have, was a mental. Please, when I got please do. Please do. Um, what was I about to say? With that, I'm going to say this and then move on to like kind of towards the end. But I heard a comment one day and I didn't, it didn't resonate with me. Somebody said, you know, and this girl, she was, well, I'm going to say this. I heard a comment that said, your testimony, some testimonies ain't for everybody. I disagree with that because I believe that they are because somebody needs to hear what you've been through because they may be going through it and think that they're the only one. So, and you don't know who you're, one, your friend by revealing what you went through but also who else is being liberated, even if they never tell you, even if you never meet them, you never know who you save and when you tell your story. All right, so now let's go over to some tips. It says six ways to keep customers coming back. And again, you, you are a brand, so they keep bringing people back to you. And this comes from the source and it's the, it's the article title. So it says, wants to keep customers coming back time and time again, try these strategies. So I'm going to say each of these strategies and then my boy Frank is going to give his take on it, whether he agrees or don't agree. So the first one, it says stay in touch. Once you close the sale, don't disappear. The first sale could be one of many if you're building a, and if you are dedicated to building a relationship with each new customer. And it says, take advantage of that. Social media has made it much easier to stay in touch and connect with people. Obviously, because of the pandemic made that you didn't have a choice, but you had to talk to people via social media. The second one I like, it says referral programs. They are a great way to keep customers involved and then offering them discounts and special offers. A lot of these websites do it every single day. Some websites, it's like they always got a deal. So it's like, if I miss this one, you'll catch another one. The third one, it says, give them an incentive to keep coming back. If you want customers to keep coming back, you need to give them a good reason to do so. The obvious way is to give them an incentive and rewards programs work too. It says, I said, there are other ways to keep people coming back. For example, if you can offer a service or cater your service offers to meet their individual needs, it makes people feel like they're being heard. We talk about not being heard, but when you curate, you know, customize your stuff to individual people because you know that's the world we live in now where it's like they're making everybody feel like you don't have to look like this or be like that like everybody's can make their own way and i used to you know and i heard this the other day and it's so funny but 
actually, so I was watching. It was on TV. I wasn't actually watching. It was the story of I Love Lucy. And she was talking about, well, she wasn't talking about it, but then it was talking about how um, she created her own lane. And somebody made the statement that there was no spot for funny women who were also pretty. Because before her, it was like you wasn't cute. So, and she was a beautiful woman. So, I, and they said, you no, know, somebody in, in the documentary said that she created her own table. She didn't go to a table, she created her own. And I think that's the beauty of the world we live in now, where it's like that's celebrated versus shunned. Right. And then it says the fourth one be able to provide great service. That's that's pretty self-explanatory. I feel like going the extra mile, supporting, being professional, speaking, you know, answering the phone at all times. Well, not at all times, but you know what I mean. And then the fifth one says be uh, more than a product service provider. Customers come back to your business because more than making a purchase, they are looking for insights, expert advice, and information, which if you are in the Chicago area and you want to develop your brand, hit on my board because he can give you that expert advice and insight and tell you what's working, what's not working. And then it says establish yourself as a trusted advisor can help foster a stronger relationship and keep people coming back. And that's even with regular relationships too. When you are that person who have that listening ear, and you can give that great advice and you can kind of make show people you listening. And then the sixth one, it says make their experience memorable. If you are not memorable, customers will move on. Some people can see something about you got that spirit, got a good spirit. People can see it. Even if you got a bad one, they can see that too. But it says work on creating memorable customer experience for from the first contact, first impressions are everything. I don't say they are the end all be all, but they are everything. That makes sense if they they not those aren't the same phrases but they kind of are but you know what I mean. and it important. says you can make customers feel special improve their loyalty have a clear vision of the customer experience listen to and implement customer feedback get your team on board and always look for ways to improve i remember when i was going into the back to ending the season of my podcast and i was like, okay we need to increase engagement what do y'all like what do you want to see more of and i took to instagram took the people I knew personally and I'm like what what do you know what do what do y'all love what do y'all you know and people you know they say they love the unpopular opinion aspect they said they love the, the the diverse guests that I bring in they said they love that I'm making mental health more you know much more of a you know topic as far as from a different angle most people again come from the angle of mental illness as we discussed earlier mine it's just how we act, make, and feel. And coming from a non-professional point of view, because license, the most criticism I got for my podcast were from people who weren't licensed professionals. Licensed professionals and mental health practitioners love what I'm doing. So it's it, that's funny to me how, you know, it'll be people who be like, well, you're not a professional. I'm not trying to be. But the people who are actually professionals love it. It's, it's funny how that works. And it's been like that since the beginning. But it's just interesting. So before we move on to the final segment, what is your take on everything I just said, especially as someone who runs a company and then who is their own brand? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say um, customer experience is everything. Like that's that's just that is the for me end all be all right because you could find a hundred other people who could do similar things, um, unless you're literally the only company that can do that thing. There's probably hundred other people that can kind of create what it is that that client or customer wants. The difference, the, the difference needs to be the differentiating factor and that engagement needs to be your customer service experience. 
from communicating, right? Making sure things are, are there's reciprocity, making sure you're establishing value and giving value, making sure that you're, you're, you're being able to uh, have a seamless flow from start to the end, right? From the idea that was conceptualized all the way to the deliverables. Um, it's that that continues to, to bring people back um, because they had an easy, clean experience with dealing with you. Exactly. And I love, we love to hear that. All right, y'all. So finally, we can move into the last segment of the day. This has been a great episode. One of the longest ones in a minute. And I love that. A um, lot of gems, a lot of video clips I'm going to be posting. Well, well hopefully, hopefully it's impactful, man. We've definitely hit, hit, hit a few topics, man. So I, I hope and believe there's some gems in there for people to relate to and, and take and, and implement into their life and actualize it. So definitely. And I feel that way too. So finally, we get into the last segment, which is game time. <laughs> And in this game, today's game is called Brand Loyalty. I'm going to name two, us two different scenarios, okay? I'm going to give you one brand, and I'm going to give you another brand. You're going to tell me which one that you would go to and which one would you pick. Some of them you actually named earlier, kind of, so, but I didn't plan on that, but it is what What's it is. What's the name of the game? Brand Loyalty. Okay. So um, I'm going to name two different brands. You're going to tell me which one you're rocking with more than the other, and you don't have to explain why unless you just want to. But um, yeah, and this episode is long, so hopefully it help you out with y'all prep time and y'all turkeys and, and dressing and stuff. So that way, <laughs> by the time you look up, you be like, "Oh, the dressing ready." Right, 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 Yeah, I mean, all right, you know, you gotta enjoy it in segments. <laughs> all right, because I'm from St. Louis, so some stuff I'm a, okay. Anyway, heroes or sharks? Heralds. Popeyes or churches? Mm. Churches. Apple or iPhone? Apple. You Apple or iPhone? I mean, huh, Apple or <laughs> Android. Hey, that's how good their branding is. Gotcha. <laughs> right. <laughs> Apple or Android? <laughs> Apple all day. Once you go Mac, you never go back, baby. No, nah, for sure. Target or Walmart? Target. For sure. Target is classy. Yeah, Target, man. Like, plus I'm in Chicago, so there's not a lot of. I'm in the city, city, so Targets are everywhere. Walmart's are not. Oh, because you're from Chicago. Watch this: South Side or West Side? Ooh. You know what? You probably don't hear this a lot, but West Side is the best side, baby. No, nah, I'm my first from the South Side. And yeah, I know. I mean, I, I've lived, I lived, you know, down south, lived on 79th, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more for the West, I'm West Side, man. Okay. All right. Music or no, I'm not gonna say that one. Podcast or TV show? Oh, podcast. Well, I mean it look, rephrase that. Is it podcast or TV show? Like you mean like something on Netflix or to watch a podcast? Watch this. Let's do this. Netflix or Hulu. Let's do that first. Oh, Netflix. Yeah, okay. Netflix. Because we got to keep it with the brand, so I got to do that. Okay, podcast, and let's do. No, I'm gonna skip the podcast. I know. I, I mean, if you're, I'll be completely honest. If we're doing podcast versus Netflix podcast all day, I'd rather be on YouTube than Netflix. Okay, well there we go. Then we'll do it like that. YouTube. So then I'm not gonna put YouTube next to nothing because it's gonna beat everything. <laughs> um, yeah. 
and to these other networks that are rising, they'll come with their stuff, and then it's gonna be different visual podcast networks like that. But that's coming for a lot of people. I know that for sure. All right, last one. Uh, which one want to do? You can hit, hit me with hit me with all of them. It don't even matter. Let's go. <laughs> because I know you. A lot of them is food related, and so it's like a lot of them was. So it's like, and I know you vegan vegetarian. No, no, I don't, it don't mean I it don't it don't mean I have not, I have not eaten it. You, you can hit me with them. Yeah, yeah, let's go. It's Thanksgiving, baby. What's up? <laughs> all right. So Pepsi or Coke? Coke. Turkey or roast beef? Not roast beef like the slice, like a roast, basically. Mm, turkey. Mac and cheese from your mama house. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. My mama's house. Let me go. Okay. I see. I was going to get you. See, I, I was going to get you in trouble. I was saying mac and cheese from your mama house, mac and cheese from your girl house. Brand loyalty. Who are you more loyal? Right. My, my mom dukes all day, every day. I ain't even got to argue. <laughs> all right baby, baby. then this is gonna be the last one we're gonna do brand loyalty so let's do no nah, i'm not gonna do that one. i'm not gonna do that one. we're gonna, we gonna end it there we're gonna end it there we're gonna end it there all right <laughs> all right so let's move on to the final thing which is for my audience to keep them engaged question the challenge how do you plan to keep people coming back moving forward that can be with your brand that could be with you maybe you run all your men away lady because you're crazy maybe you people won't stay with your brand because you're not consistent people can't even fall in love with what your brand because you do it one day then you stop doing it for two years and you come back maybe they can't keep up with you because you're not consistent that's one of the things we talked about today so we are almost an hour and 30 minutes in. I want to let you enjoy your family and things today. So anything you want to leave the people with before you go? Um, just be disciplined. That's the key. You know, discipline is doing what you got to do even when you don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. We got to get into a place, into a space where we're not altered by our emotions because mm -hmm. emotions are temporary. You got to make choices and decisions. And hopefully those choices and decisions put you in a position to get further in life. And right. I've never seen somebody who works out every single day or pushes themselves every single day not become successful. It may not be at the time that the person next to you is becoming successful or mm -hmm. reaching those particular accolades, but eventually it will happen. And so be disciplined. Discipline is, is, is literally the key formula or a key ingredient to the formula of any type of success. And if there's one thing about me, I do not give a damn what it is. <laughs> I, I will, I will win because I won't quit. And that's just bottom line. And that's going to be the differentiating factor between a successful person and an unsuccessful person. Successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. And their mm -hmm. choice is ours. All right, y'all. So he didn't left y'all with Jim after Jimmy. He ended off on one of the best ones, and I think we're going to end it there. So I want to appreciate you for pulling up on me today. Um, it's been a great episode. I uh, I knew it was going to be good, but I, I it went, it's exceeded my expectations. So as always, PSA signing out, y'all. Enjoy your holiday. Keep your head up like your neck curve. Remember who you are. Make your mind up. Don't let it make you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.